This week on the Iowa Watch Connection. She's a great photographer. She's one of my best friends, and she deserves it. The rescue was amazing. You know, I was excited that my photo was used on the front page. And the photograph that captured that special moment remains memorable. Yeah, that really reminds me that this picture is always going to be out there. And it's, it's in the museum and it's in history. It's just something to be really proud of. The moment of rescue is our topic again this week. The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism. Online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein. One split second captured in a photograph defined the dramatic rescue of Patricia Ralph Neely below Des Moines Center Street Dam on June 30, 2009. The photo showed just her hand sticking out of the water as Jason Oglesby, a construction worker held by a chain wrapped around his waist, reached out for it. And the photo quickly became iconic. We told you about the rescue and that photo in our last program. We told you that the photo taken by Mary Chinned Willie when she worked at the Des Moines Register won the 2010 Pulitzer Prize in Journalism for Spot News Photography. And we told you how both Willie and her friend, then Register photographer Andrea Melendez, had taken pictures of the rescue, but that only Willie's photo won the Pulitzer. Today, in a special Pulitzer Prize-themed edition of the Iowa Watch Connection, we continue our review of this special journalistic moment and tell you how both women reacted to the award. Iowa Watch Executive Director and Editor Lyle Muller talks now with Mary Chinned Willie about that day of the rescue in June 2009 and about winning the Pulitzer. Getting back to June 30th, 2009, what were your plans for that afternoon? Well... Traditionally done at 6 o'clock. I don't think I had any special plans that evening that I recall other than, you know, just going home and enjoying a beautiful summer day, probably, working in the garden. Would you have gone to the Center Street Dam uh, rescue had not Andrea called for a battery? No, I don't think I would have. We get called to scenes all the time of things like that, and we're kind of... uh, want to be out of the way and not add more hindrance to a situation like that if it's, you know, if it's not something you're called to. Usually a traffic jam to get in and get out. I don't think I would have gone as a spectator. And did that strange set of circumstances sit in for you? Did you, were you able to uh, appreciate that fully? That evening? Yeah, when I was home. I just had a few minutes before my husband came home and yeah, I just uh, just just was amazed at what had happened to watch somebody save someone's life like that in such a such a manner, you know, unusual manner. Likewise, when you won the Pulitzer. Oh well, when the I won the Pulitzer, it was not quiet at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After that evening, uh, that evening, I don't think I went. I, we just planned on celebrating, so we did all get together and. And uh, I don't. I think I went home and got a change of clothes and just stayed in town. I live in Altoona, so it's a ways out. So I just planned on staying with Andrea that night, and uh, so that we could uh, go out and have some fun together. Tell us why you invited Andrea Melendez to go with you out to get the Pulitzer Prize. Well, there's as a photographer, there's so many uh, instances where you do work and you put 
out a good effort and for whatever reason uh, beyond your control it may not run or it may not be published in the proper way and my heart was really going out to Andrea when you know I was excited that my photo was used on the front page but my heart was going out to her because I know how many times we've had conversations about oh they used another person's photo or oh it's it's from the Associated Press or you know so I really know what that's like and so um, and but you know the the day that go back to a minute back to that day on the bridge or by the bridge she and I looked at each other and we just kind of said you know we kind of had a tingle and before I left and before I said I'm going I said I'm just really so happy that you are here to be here and witness this with me and so you know we're just friends and you know we love each other so getting back to when it was time to talk about going uh, to pick up the award some my publisher was Laura Hollingsworth at the time and she said you know you'll be able to you and a guest will be able to go or you and your spouse will be able to go and I'm thinking at that time I thought to myself wow well you know my spouse is a wonderful man and he would very be very proud of me but nobody would be appreciative of this more than Andrea so I asked if she could go in his place. How long have you and Andrea been friends? Um I think she came just shortly after I was at the register, and I worked there 15 years. So it was maybe like the same year that I started. Andrea says your picture was the best of the bunch, was it? Well, I think it was the, yeah, the dynamic crop of the angle of it. I think it just made it more uh, tension, you know, just goes down to basic graphics, I think. And she had some wonderful great photographs as well and so I'm really happy when she she actually won her national award she got to go somewhere and, and received that and took her mom and had recognition for her work as well so and I, I do think that it was really the biggest honor for me was to have them pick a single photo and as a photographer in a day of the new media it was exciting to me that a single photo was chosen and it won because even in the the Pulitzer Prize history you know lots of times there's bodies of work there's uh you know several photographers working on a project and all wonderful work I'm not I'm just think it's really wonderful that one single photo was able to win the award and that I was able to to do that. Time has passed now. How did winning the Pulitzer affect you personally and professionally? Well, it just taught me so many things, uh, little things about life, and that's what photojournalism has done. It's been such a blessing to learn so many life lessons. But um, one of them is to be prepared for anything, to know that any day, like if, if you're a construction worker, you could be saving someone's life. And I think that's what inspired so many people about that photograph is that this is not a man that's trained to rescue people, but here he is in your everyday life. I mean, you can come across a situation at any time um, to just be willing to help out. And and it's changed my life also just to be more comfortable in my own skin and to know that I can have options and I can, you know, I never aspired to be a Pulitzer Prize winning photographer, but anything can happen. And so if I decide I want to go a different direction and aspire to something else, I think that that's all possible and you just have to be open to it. Was this the best photo you have ever taken? Uh, Yes, it is. I mean, maybe as far as the tragedy of what went on, for me as a person, um, would it be the picture I would put on my wall at home? No. And I've, I've got frames prints of it and I don't have it hanging on my wall at home 
because it's a tragic event. So for me as a person to reflect, you know, what I would probably feel would be more just like any other person, a photo about someone that means a lot to them or a moment that means a lot to them. Uh, does that make sense? So, I mean, it is my strongest news photo by far. You left the register when, and what have you been up to? Oh, I left it, uh, was it almost two, it was November, two years ago? And I've been freelancing. I have a freelance videography and photography, and I've been uh, just looking out for new options. I felt like it was time to move on and try something new and, and um, just see where I can go, and I'm still... I'm still looking for different avenues, and I'm kind of broadly photographing all types of freelance work, but I'm kind of looking for a new niche. And finally, do you have a sense of how iconic that photo has become now? Yeah, I, I mean, there was just a few days ago I got a LinkedIn message from somebody who knows me uh, alerting me to a thread that had been put on, on LinkedIn by someone who had just first found the photograph and posted it, and it was amazing to me. It was a really good reminder of how how moving this picture was for people. Just listening to the comments, there was probably a hundred threads of people just chiming in and commenting on, oh, this is so inspiring, and look what everyday people can do. And the messages that they all got were just so uplifting. And so that really just makes me very proud that to be associated with that. Funny thing, some people... You know, on the Internet, some people thought maybe it was a hoax, and some people thought maybe, you know, why didn't the photographer jump in and try to save? So it was it was really because nobody knew about the background of the story. So it was really entertaining. And, yeah, that really reminds me that this picture is always going to be out there, and it's it's in the museum, and it's in history, and it's just something to be really proud of. Coming up, we'll hear from another photographer whose work that day also won awards, That's next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues. This program is part of the Pulitzer Prize's Centennial Campfires Initiative, a joint venture of the Pulitzer Prize's board, the Federation of State Humanities Council, and Humanities Iowa a state affiliate of the National Endowment for the Humanities, in celebration of the 2016 centennial of the prizes. The initiative seeks to illuminate the impact of journalism and the humanities on American life today, to imagine their future, and to inspire new generations to consider the values represented by the body of Pulitzer Prize-winning work. For their generous support for the Campfires Initiative, we thank the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, the Ford Foundation, Carnegie Corporation of New York, the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, the Pulitzer Prizes Board, and Columbia University, as well as Humanities Iowa and the National Endowment for the Humanities. The program is produced in the studios of KXEL Radio in Waterloo. The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa, while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org.
Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. We continue our discussion of the circumstances surrounding the 2010 Pulitzer Prize for Spot News Photography, as won by the Des Moines Register. While Mary Chind Willie's photo won the Pulitzer, Andrea Melendez's photos and video of the June 30, 2009 Center Street Dam rescue were not ignored. They were displayed by the Des Moines Register and distributed nationally via the Associated Press. Her work won a National Associated Press Managing Editor Showcase Award as well. Andrea Melendez is a photojournalist in Florida now. Iowa Watch's Executive Director and Editor Lyle Muller spoke with her via Skype. Do you ever think about how close you came to the Pulitzer? <laughs> People ask me that all the time, and, you know, I think we get close close to Pulitzers, you know, every day, and... You know, people are like, are you mad at Mary? Are you upset? And, you know, how can you be? You can't be because we're all in this together. And any of us could could make the same exact photo or the same exact moment um, out of anything that we do every day. And no, you know, I'm, I'm not upset about it. And who I could have shot that same exact photo and it could have been entered the same exact way. And it doesn't mean that I... I would have won, you know, it just was luck of the draw this, that year, you know, it just happened. Cause when you look at the other photos that she was up against, it could have, it could have gone that other way. And I remember talking to a couple of the judges that year and they said, your photo was entered too. Like someone had actually entered my photo against Mary's as well. So you know, I had the, I had a chance just just as much as she did, and that's the direction that that they went. And I can appreciate her moment was the better moment, and I missed it. And I can appreciate that, and I can understand that. And um, I've never she shared the moment with me. She took me with um, instead of her at the time her now her now husband, but at the time her boyfriend. Um, she, but she took me along on the trip and we had a fabulous time. And so she shared, you know, she, she has shared all the moments with me. So it's, it's kind of like I, you know, I won it along with her. And you did get an APME award, uh, I, showcase photo. I did. So. And I, you know, I got recognition from, from my peers along, along with this, uh, the Associated Press has, I kind of like to think they have been a huge part of my career um, from the get-go. When I first started um, at the Iowa State Daily, the photographers there kind of took me under their wing and taught me how to be a photojournalist, just more so in the field than in the classroom. I started shooting for the Associated Press freelancing. Um, at the time, uh, John Gaps and Rodney White and Charlie Niebergall were, they were the three main guys down in Des Moines, Associated Press guys down in Des Moines. And they, you know, they loved the student photographers and they used us. And as long as you did good work, they would use you. So those guys would use me as a freelancer all the time and they would call me. So or very early on, 
I, you know, I would shoot for the associated, associated press and then right out of college, uh, I was invited to a few associated press things, um, larger workshops and, you know, just always associated with them. I've won a couple other smaller associated press awards throughout the years. And then to win this, I, you know, I always feel like the associated press has always, you know, acknowledged my work through all these years. I've always had kind of a soft, soft place in my heart for the associated press. Do you think much about that time at the center street dam other than when people ask you about it? At first I did, you know, it's, it's one of those things that some, some of the, some moments in my career stick with me more than others. Um, I think just because you're in and out of people's lives so fast, but every now and then I think just because of the type of person that I am, um, things do stick with you a little bit more. And even Mary and I talk about it every once in a while. You know, you, I, we wonder about how, how the woman or the family is doing or how, you know, the grandkids are doing now, or you just wonder how people, how, how old some of the people are, if anyone's graduating. Um, I get asked about it a lot, especially when people see my portfolio. Um, I can't say that I necessarily dream about it or think about it or have flashbacks to it so much anymore. I would, the a couple years afterwards, yes. Um, it kind of was one of those things that did stick with me where I would see, you know, every now and then, um, certain things would run through my head and it would be one of them, but not so much now, especially now that I am no longer there. Um, I, I, you know, pretty much only think about it when somebody, somebody asked me, but, um, it's, I think more so, I just hope, you know, the woman is able to, you know, I hope she's in a better place. I hope she's able to move on. And you're in Florida now. How did that all come about? Tell us what you're doing. (laughs) I am living in Fort Myers, Florida now. I took a job with the News Press, which is also owned by Gannett, who owns um, the Des Moines Register in USA Today. I am born and raised in Iowa. I love Iowa. I loved the Des Moines Register and all the fine people in Iowa, but... I, the winters were getting really, really hard on me and I was turning 40 and I just needed a life change. This job came open and I just had to go. So I took a job. I'm still a photographer, a photojournalist. I'm still doing video and I just finished up a a large project for USA Today um, on the Everglades, which was really fun. So that'll come out here in a couple months on the travel page uh, for USA Today. So it's a totally different world down here in <laughs> Florida. And uh, you go from covering hogs and cattle to alligators and panthers. But uh, it's it's fun. It's It's really fun. Have I missed any key point that you felt should be made in this? Everything happened so fast that day that... I never really had time to to think about it or do it any any differently to be honest with you. And I don't know that I would have really preferred to have it any other way. 
my name is tied to the Pulitzer, whether Mary <laughs> likes it or not, whether I like it or not. And it's okay. Like, she's a great photographer. She's one of my best friends, and she deserves it. Photojournalist Andrea Melendez speaking with Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism Executive Director and Editor Lyle Muller via Skype. Special thanks to Iowa Public Television, which supplied a recording of the interview Iowa Watch conducted with Mary Chind Willie at the Iowa Public Television studios, a portion of which you heard earlier in this program. Also, thanks for the support for this project provided by the Pulitzer Prize's Centennial Campfires Initiative, a joint venture of the Pulitzer's Board, the Federation of State Humanities Council, and Humanities Iowa a state affiliate of the National Endowment for the Humanities. And we invite you to join Iowa Watch for two special September events. The first is Friday, September 16th at the Walker Homestead in Iowa City, our second annual fundraiser with food, beverages, conversation, and auction items. And on September 29th, our fourth annual Freedom of Information Banquet will be held in downtown Des Moines. It will follow a full afternoon of sessions on the topic of openness in government. The banquet will feature guest speaker Corinna Zarek, Deputy U.S. Chief Technology Officer at the White House and University of Iowa graduate. You can get information about both events by connecting with us online anytime. Go to iowawatch.org. Click on the Iowa Watch Connection tab at the top of the page to listen to all or part of this program again, for a list of stations that carry the program, and more. iowawatch.org And you can let us know your thoughts about this program or suggest ideas for future programs by email. The address is radio at iowawatch.org. I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week. The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.